नमस्ते जय शिवाय सो द फर्स्ट मंत्रा ऑफ ईशोपनिषद इज ईशावास्यम इदम सर्वम ओके सो ईशा मीन्स ईश ईशा इज मेड अप ऑफ द वर्ड द मेन टर्म इज ईश ईश इज द वन हु हैज एबंडेंस एबंडेंस ऑफ एवरीथिंग ऐश्वर्य that he is abundant with uh, knowledge wisdom abundant with uh, anything resourceful that you can say abundant in creating the entire laws of the universe uh, sustaining the universe destroying the universe the one who is ultimately capable of everything so they in isha vasyam idam sarvam what they are saying is that such a being such an abundant being can have existence in the entire cosmos in the entire universe in the entire manifestation in the entire unmanif all that is unmanifest such a being can have existence everywhere so in other words they are saying that it is omnipresence that is what they are talking about but in other words they are also talking about everything that moves what moves you may think this is stone lying outside my house is not moving or that trees are not moving trees are not going anywhere no if the earth is revolving and rotating then everything else is too along with it right so you can see even the planets are moving the entire galaxy is moving and then the entire universe is in forever expansion if you read the latest scientific research journals then you will see the entire universe is expanding and it's forever in expansion that expansion just goes on and on on and on on and on on and on for forever so galaxies become galaxies come closer and then move farther away planets over the period of billion gazillion years planets will change their position few centimeters here or inches here or there some planets may die and new planets may be created so everything is moving everything that even looks like no my house is still in its same place same address but movement is along the time and space continuum right so earth is revolving earth is rotating and everything on this planet is moving everything else on all the other planets is also moving so this is the example i'm giving you from the macrocosm point of view if you come to as micro as you know electron neutron proton so the entire energy structure that we have got everything is just energy every everywhere these atoms are moving electron neutron proton they are all moving electrons are just vibrating very high all the time so what is this body made up of the smallest unit is atom right an atom or a molecule you can say whichever is the smallest unit even that unit is vibrating and moving so everything that is moving some things move on the time scale some things physically move and then you can say in how much time how much space that thing has moved right if you are throwing a ball then that ball is not only moving from 
point x to point y the ball has also moved on the time scale the scale of space so it's geophysically where there is a movement and everywhere that there is a movement so in other words they are saying that wherever there is a movement there is a motion everywhere even into the tiniest unit as an atom or electron or proton or nucleus or whatever even to that smallest unit that supreme being has an existence so now you may think that you know how come supreme being or the parmatma or brahm can have existence inside my coffee table or the chair or something that is non conscious well if that becomes if that has electron proton or anything movable any energy displacement is happening anything that is moving even though it looks like very solid structure is still there it is made up of what made up of again the same thing atoms and molecules and inside those atoms and molecules everything is moving even though it looks like very solid so anything that has movement in so everywhere it's omnipresence now some people may think that if there is a table already how can parmatma be there how can that supreme being be inside it if you you try to find it inside the table no that is not as meant by so in other words they are trying to explain you that the, the parmatma or the supreme being is also subtlest in nature so it's just not just about occupying something or someone physically it's understanding the subtlest nature that parmatma or the supreme being has the brahma has the subtlest nature that it has got now you may think that if there is a cloth here cloth is already occupying a piece of cloth is already occupying the time uh, the space here can somebody something else be put into the same place yes if you drop water into it then water will get absorbed by the cloth if there is a room full of you know cotton then if you try to drop water in it water will be still water will be absorbed but from your point of view you can think that how can something else go in when the room is already full of one thing how can something else go in you may think that this is an iron pot or a steel pot how can something else be it's it looks so solid how can something else go inside it heat can go it right when you put the fire put the pot on fire heat can easily get inside it so you see one element is subtler than the other and always subtler element can go inside the subtle element water can go inside the earth and anything that is of metal or anything that is solid where water cannot penetrate that can fire can do the job fire can penetrate there wherever fire cannot penetrate air can pen penetrate wherever air even cannot penet penetrate the final subtlest uh, subtle element is akasha ether so it, that can penetrate right 
So you see how elements are subtler than one another? Exactly in the same way, from all these, in comparison to all these five elements, what is subtlest? Atma, you, you are subtlest. You can pervade any, any of these elements and you do pervade any of these elements, right? All of these elements by holding this body together, by holding not just this physical body, but all the different five layers, body sheath that you have got. You can pervade, you are pervading all of that because you as an Atma is the subtlest in comparison to these elements, exactly in the same way. Paramatma is the supreme, that supreme being is the supreme subtlest entity. And that is why he can be anywhere. It's all pervading. He can pervade anywhere, everywhere. This is also said so that people understand that by doing wrong karma, there is no way you can hide anywhere. All those people, those who are doing bad karma, can they hide anywhere in this entire manifestation? In this entire creation, is there a place to hide? No, there is not. Karma will catch up and there is definitely no place to hide. Everywhere Paramatma can, Supreme Being can see you. You are visible. In your smallest entity form, to your largest and grossest entity form, to anywhere even if you try to hide inside the electron, even if some, something or something becomes as small as a single cell bacteria or a virus or algae or whatever, still Paramatma is the subtlest entity and can see you. So there is no way to hide. There is no place to hide. Paramatma or the Supreme Being is all-pervading and is omnipresent anywhere and everywhere that you can think of or you cannot think of. Everything that you can imagine, everything that you cannot imagine. He is everywhere, that Supreme Being. So that is what is being explained by Ishavasya Midam Sarva. Okay? And then another thing to understand is that what Isho Upanishad is for? Isho Upanishad is for taking you closer to Supreme Being, to Brahm, to Paramatma. Right? Now you will say that Paramatma is already in me. How, why are we reading this Upanishad then? Why are we walking a spiritual journey then? When Paramatma is already in me, Paramatma is subtlest, and then I am little subtler than, uh, uh, Paramatma is subtler than I am, right? I am Atma. So Paramatma is subtler than an Atma, and Paramatma is already inside me. So then why are we doing all this? See, now a very interesting example I am going to give you. All of you have loved ones. Some, some of you, most of you are married, those who are not, they have lovers, right? Somebody, some loved ones are there. So many times it happens that two people are living under the same roof. Yet, 
they are not closer to each other. They are not close to each other. It happens between so many children and parents. Children or the parent may not be so close to the kid or you know the kid may not be so close to their parent. The husband may not be really close to, to his wife or the wife may, may not be so much close to her husband. So what kind of closeness then are we talking about? Does the physical closeness guarantees that there is going to be a character-wise character closeness, you know? Closeness of virtues, closeness of bhakti, devotion, love you can say. Does that guarantee? If you put two people together, they are bound to love each other. Is there such a rule? No, there is no such rule. Two people may be physically together, yet they may not have love for each other. They may not have devotion exactly in the same way. Regardless of how close Paramatma is to us, that physical closeness, that geophysical closeness does not matter if the person is full of ignorance, spiritual ignorance, is full of mental, emotional, behavioral patterns or chitvritis or is full of vasanas, sanskaras. So if one is full of all of that, then what use that physical closeness is? Some people are so full of themselves, right? We say that they are so full of themselves or that they are so full of ego that they are not able to see how good that other person that they are living with is. Right? Because they are in their minds all the time, they don't notice how, how many good characteristics are there that the other partner has got or that their lover has got, how many good uh, characteristics that they have, how much loving, caring or wise the partner is. They are not able to see that. If somebody is so much full of themselves or so much self-centric kind of a personality or if so much full of you know ego, ahankara then they are not able to see that. Exactly in the same way, if these normal things, you know, being full of ego, being full of yourself, being self-centric, uh, full of, you know, chitvritis, vasanas in your head, spiritual ignorance. So when all of this can stop you from loving a person who lives right close to you and who lives in the same house with you, then you can imagine what effect the spiritual ignorance is going to have. When it comes to you falling in love with Paramatma or having a bhakti for Paramatma. So the degree of devotion depends upon, not upon how much physically close you are, but upon how much you know Supreme Being. And that knowing is not about just yes for at the surface level you can say that the knowing could be about yes i read about paramatma i heard about paramatma but knowing means knowing through the direct experience direct experience of what you see everywhere you're living in this creation so directly knowing that you know nobody can come up with such an awesome wonderful creation such a beautiful diversified creation that is God. That is that supreme being. 
So through creation, through sustenance, so many laws of nature exist, right? You will put the seed into the soil, the seed will come out, the plant will come out, it flower on its time, and then there will be, it will bear fruits and then it will die. So see how cycle, 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 everywhere, everything is going through. Wonderful, super wonderful cycles. Laws of karma are designed. So many different laws, thousands and billion, million, billion laws exist that are designed to work, keep all this working, keep all this in place. Nothing is falling off. No planet is falling here and there <laughs> at random. <laughs> so everything is being sustained in a place. So by knowing the creation, you can know the supreme being. By, yes, there will come a time when through samadhis, when through lower levels of samadhi, when through enlightenment, you will know Paramatma firsthand. <clears throat> not through his creation, not through his act of sustenance, not through his uh, rules, laws and everything, other virtues and characteristics, but direct. Not through any of his guna, but Directly you will perceive that supreme being through the enlightenment, through nirvikalpa samadhi. But until then, there are so many other ways to know, know Paramatma. How can a human being create, come up with such a creation, such a wonderful creation? Right? Nobody can. And nothing happened at, at random. It's such a perfectly designed and sustained thing. So, understanding... Paramatma, that he is the subtlest. And what is meant by moving closer to Paramatma? It's not, it's not, it's not the, just the physical closeness that matters. It, what matters is you directly knowing. When you know a person that you are living with, you will start loving them. Especially when you see how kind and how caring and how compassionate they are for you. Right? When you know those things, then you will directly experience their kindness their caring nature, their compassion, their love for you. When you experience all those things directly, then you will start realizing and that how good that other person is. And then you will start loving them. So that is what is meant by moving closer to that supreme being, moving closer to Paramatma or Brahma. Now, let's move towards one very important aspect that this takes care these mantras initial mantras takes care care of is that <coughs> is everything in this world in this creation everything that you see is everything for you no one of the sutras says that you need to start using this creation. Start living in this world with vairagya, with dispassion. Start living in this world in a very dispassionate way. So that you go on leaving. Everything is going off away from your mind. Nothing gets, you, you do not get hooked on to something tightly. That's the way to live in this sansara, live in this world, live in this 
creation. This creation was created. Many things in this creation were created for you, not everything. And by that, what they mean is, say for example, somebody has some you some of you are parents of a very very young child an infant basically so infant eats different kind of food right semi semi solid or completely puree kind of food that they might be eating so the everything that is cooked in your house is it for you no you are an adult you will not eat eat an infant's food it's not for your consumption. Think in another way. Say for example, government is coming up lots of roads and bridges and buildings and everything. But whatever government constructs, is it for everybody? Are all the roads constructed by government belongs to the public? The roads inside the military campus, the roads inside any kind of highly secured government campus do not belong to general public. Are all buildings for public? No. Government builds some buildings for other uses, for other purposes. They are not meant for general public. But all that they are opening for general public public should go on using them carefully okay trying not to destroy the public property use them wisely okay they are meant for you meant for your use exactly in the same way in this creation not everything is meant for your use do not think like that oh this create entire creation is for me no it's not there are a lot of unmanifested, a lot of manifestation that has happened and that is for celestial beings. There are things that are meant for different kinds, just for the purpose of different kinds of Shaktis and Devi and Devata. Shakti, Devi, Devata, lot of things are for different kinds of beings. So many different kinds of beings. Not everything is for human beings. Not everything is for your consumption. So be mindful while living in this world, while living in this creation, be very mindful what is for your purpose, what is for your use and by do, in doing that, are you destroying other creatures purpose? To an extent it will happen when you build a house or try to have agriculture or farming fields and all that, a lot of creatures will die or their house or place may be disturbed here and there. Some, some of that is okay and that is bound to happen. But just to satisfy your greed, not your need, just to satisfy your greed, how many creatures, things, how many beings are being disturbed? So go on using the creation for whatever is meant for you and then there are dimensions which are not visible to human beings the dimensions which are not accessible to every kind of an atma there are such dimensions and paramatma or the supreme being exists even in those dimensions that which is never going to be in, a, in the perception of an atma that which is never going to be in the experience of 
a particular Atma. All that, everywhere, you can never go, you never wish to go. <laughs> For example, hell, who does, who wants to go there? <laughs> you never wish to go, right? Still, everywhere, Paramatma lives. And when you are using the creation that he has created, be mindful of using only that which is for you. That is why live like a yogi. Live like a yogi. Do the bhoga of sansara. Experience the sansara. Experience the world. But with a level of dispassion in you. Not to get attached with anything and anyone. So this is the first few mantras of Ishopanishad. In the coming videos, we will discuss some more. Okay? Namaste. Jai Shivaya.